Gentlemen, get your drinks ready. It's time to astonish them. Welcome to the Astonishing Alcoholics, where we talk about what comics are hot this week over one, two, or quite possibly 20 drinks. Where are the launch codes? Ling and I were... Where are the launch codes? <laughs> where are the launch codes? <laughs> Robotic response. Where are they? <laughs> Hail Hydra. I, I could buy you a lot of stuff, too. Yeah, no. My stuff is way more deviant. I made like a nice Easter dress. Hmm. They're on discount now that Easter's <laughs> over. <laughs> Get them cheap. Okay. He's so mad. He's gonna be like, you fucking animals. Breaking How my dare house. You? <laughs> Breaking into Harambe Studios. Technically, his parents let us in. Yeah, technically. Yeah. So. Yeah. Citrus well, so are fruit? Citrus are a type of fruit, but there are also fruits that are classified as just fruits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're making an epic explanation I thought it was appropriate to have. Oh, oh, that is not good. I really don't think that was the way to do it. That's a lot of lime. <laughs> oh, God. Well, thank you for that. Oh, I feel like I'm drowning in the ocean. I can't believe you're in your kitchen throwing up and laughing. Welcome to the show. Why <laughs> possibly our worst show yet. Is this where we start? This is where we start. Do, do we begin as we do? Um, phone's on silent, please. Silent your phone. <laughs> we begin as we do everything else with a whisper. We're uh, still in Harambe Studios. Yeah, still quite underwater. Which is uh, actually really funny. Really, really funny yeah. because we're running a, a two-man ship this week. Yeah. And we are down uh, the gatekeeper to yes. Harambe Studios. Our moral compass, if you will. Arya, we've lost him to the woods. To the woods. But uh, in loving memory of him... Yes, indeed. We've got us. Special, special episode coming at you guys this week. Uh, we never give out the special topic before we get there. Yeah. But uh, just so you know, just so you get a little taste of Yo, what's to come. John Williams in the background. We wanted to make sure that Arya was gone, but not forgotten. Yeah. Enjoy this. This one, this one goes out to you, good sir. Your presence has been sorely missed. I'm just rolling through the whole episode. Let's keep going. Uh, what, uh... As you know, he, he is our resident bartender as well. Yeah, and like when I was gone and we were yeah. down, uh, our showrunner as well as editor, uh, the entire show was deleted. Yes. Uh, when we are down our resident bartender... Uh, you know, we, we thought maybe old fashions because we're we're throwing it back to something. Yeah, we to, didn't know how to, to make the good old days, but yeah, we, we couldn't couldn't figure it out. So really, we're just drinking straight scotch mm -hmm. and we're doing shots of tequila. We are so uh, the two best things to mix. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's what we're drinking. Uh, or right, if you ever make it back, 
maybe tell us how to make an old fashioned. That'd be useful. Yeah, by you know, just just for kind of like a like a you know a heads up, a heads up. Um, but yeah, so let's get down to the nitty gritty here. Let's let's get into the meat and patats. Ooh, well, yeah, I thought you'd like that. I thought you'd like that. You know it, good sir. You know what's coming next. <laughs> <laughs> it is Polar Pass, the Polar Pass section. Now, it's only Andrew and I, so how we're going to do it is I'm going to read the Marvel list. Andrew's going to pull it pass, and then I will toss it on over to Andrew. Thank God. And I, for the first time ever, maybe, I don't know, it's been a couple it episodes is, no, now. You've never it done it. Oh, I've never done it before. Wow. I will pull and or pass. The DC list. Andrew. All right, lay it on me. Marvel. Yes. Black Panther, World of Wakanda. Still disappointing, still pass. <sighs> Captain America, Steve Rogers. Big Hail Hydra. Hydra. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, let that speak for itself. <laughs> Daredevil. Pass. Deadpool. Pass. Doctor Strange. I'm going to say pass, but maybe pull next issue. Uh, it sounds like we're going to a new creative team and maybe a little return of the old magic. The old razzle-dazzle. Invincible Iron Man. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say... Pass. I don't know how this is once again on the list, but... Uh, <laughs> Monsters Are Unleashed. Monsters Unleashed. Let me let me read you what number. Number one. I know that I like to troll Arya in the DC <laughs> list, but maybe there's like an alternate personality that's trolling myself, because somehow this like is a, number one. Like a sleeping, yeah. a sleeping personality that writes the Pass Marvel. again! Pass again! <laughs> For the eighth time! Stop launching the number one title, Marvel! We don't want it! Uh, Moon Knight. Pass. Miss Marvel. Pass. Nick Fury, number one. Uh, number one, so I would... I'm intrigued, I'd say pull. I don't have high hopes for it, but it's number one. So. Yeah. And it's also ultimate Nick Fury, yeah, right? Or sure. supposedly, it's yeah. a Samuel, Samuel L. Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. yeah, so Good. it could, pull be, it, see could be something there. Punisher. Pass. Royals. Pass. Ooh, Secret Empire, number zero. Zero issue. You're going to want to pull this one. The prelude to the summer event, the spring event. Summer. Summer. They're starting in spring, so they don't run into December. <laughs> pull. Silk. Uh, definitely pull. Star Wars Poe Dameron. Poe Dameron. <laughs> Pass. Star-Lord. Pass. Thunderbolts. Pass. Totally Awesome Hulk. Fuck. Pass. U.S. Avengers. Pass. Venom. Pass. Mmm. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There it is. Okay. That is yeah. the end of the Marvel list. Get a little swig of this fine whiskey. Yeah, and I'll me try too. My, me I'll too. try my yeah, hand at this next part. Wash this tequila down because it's not going down easy. It's fighting back. Let me tell you. Whiskey's helping, though. The whiskey is helping. Ugh. You ready? I think I am. This is All an right. unprecedented move in uh, AA history. Yeah. But I'm going to hit you fast and furious. We got All-Star Batman. Uh, pull. Yeah. Alcoman. Pass. Okay. Astro City, number 43. Wow. Pass. Batman. Uh, pull. Bad woman. Pass. Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye. Listen, normally it'd be a pass for me, but I know that this is an old school favorite of Arya's, so I'm going to say yeah. pull in Very memory true. of him. In memorandum, if Very you will. Very true. Deathstroke. Ooh, pass. Green Arrow. Oh, pull that. Green Lantern. Oh. Oh, oh. Pass. Into the garbage can. Oh, yeah. Harley Quinn. Pass. Injustice Ground Zero. Pass. Justice League. Just Justice League? Justice League. Okay, we'll pull. Okay. Lucifer. Pass. Mad 
magazine. You son of a bitch. Issue 545. <laughs> Pass. Nightwing. Pull. Odyssey of the Amazons. Pass. Super Sons. I don't... I'm going to say pass. I want to say that Ari normally passes on this. Yeah, I think he does. Superman. Pull. Superwoman. Pass. Trinity. Pull. Nice. Wow. I'll circle back and I will say quick... I just remembered something. Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. While the actual main storyline seems awful, they've been doing a cool thing where like, for the last couple of pages, they have like an additional alternate story. Oh, okay. Been, kind of like All-Star Batman. Yeah, that's yeah. been written by and drawn by Paul Dini. Who's the guy who does the Zatanna trade? He's the animator for Batman the Animated Series. And it's your classic Harley and Joker. And they look like they do in an animated series. Oh, that's really cool. If they could just bundle that and remove the rest of Harley Quinn, (laughs) I would probably buy that. But, uh, you know. I just thought I just learned about that today. Oh, right on. Super cool throwback. Oh, uh, sorry. Wildstorm is also on the list. I forgot that was DC. Oh, yes. Pull. Pull that. Yeah. yeah. It did cut off on the page. So I see how you uh, could have totally bungled that. Uh, why don't we get into indies? You read me the first one, and I'll read you the next couple. Okay, well, good, because I don't know the yep, first one. I know one, you so. don't. <laughs> Briggsland Trade Paperback. Yeah, Trade Paperback. Uh, Briggsland is written by Brian Wood. Uh, as you know, he's one of my authors that I really like. Absolutely. Did the Darth Vader Star Wars. Done, he's done a lot of stuff that I really, really enjoy. Um, too much to go into on this episode. But Briggsland is a cool... Um, Set in reality story he's been doing. Uh, kind of classic him. It's not one that I wanted to read issue to issue. I picked up the first two issues. And you just kind of want to read it in big chunks because it's just got so much rich story to it. Yeah, yeah. So now that the first trade is out, probably pick that definitely up. Definitely a good point to Def- jump in. Yeah, definitely okay. a good one to read in trades, I think. Okay. Really uh, cool. So we got a couple here that I think you're going to like. God Country, issue four. Oh my God, Country. <laughs> Amazing. Last issue, we saw our our main hero, Emmett, uh, ends kind of on a, a journey into the underworld to retrieve his granddaughter. And this is kind of the story of uh, how that comes to play and yep. his journey through the underworld. Super cool story. Uh, really cool setting. I love the kind of the the travel he's going through right now, and as he's kind of exploring the the full power, the potential of the sword. Yeah, uh, you got your curse words also an issue four. Yeah, also really good. These, are, to be honest, these two I picked up right around the same time. God Country was a yeah. recommendation. Um, I just thought the name was really cool. It was right around the time I was rem- I was uh, recommending American Gods to you mm-hmm. was when this launched. So I was kind of had like gods in the country kind of like on the brain. So yeah, when this sure. came out, I was like, oh, that's kind of exactly what we're doing <laughs> right now. That's so yeah. weird. Yeah, sure. Um, but curse words surrounding the journey of Wizard. Wizard. Uh, <laughs> Uh, showing up to present time New York or big city kind of deal on him acclimating to city life and how he uh, kind of is addressing the fact that he has magical powers. Uh, really cool issue. Really cool. And this last one I think you're really going to like. I put it in all caps. I think Sh- I know why. Shaoling Cowboy. Who'll stop the rain spelled like the reign of a king. Yeah. Shaoling Cowboy. Who will stop the rain? Issue one. Uh, unbelievable. First you of all, you didn't pull it, and you didn't read it. First of all, <laughs> I'd like to throw that out there. 
Pick this up. <laughs> Not that I did, but pick this up. We're poor. We're so, yeah. we're so, we're so in the red from this show that we, we can't afford many things. I can't be picking up titles that begin with Shaolin Cowboy, all right? I can't, but you can. You can, listener. And now accepting donations for the shirts that we one day will make. A Kickstarter. You, uh, you don't get anything in return. But you get uh, photos of us wearing the shirts that you kickstart for us. We can afford to buy comics like Shaolin Cowboy Wolf <laughs> You want to hear us talk about that? You got to pony up. And then you'll know. You'll know whether or not you should pick it up. But you spend the money here first. <laughs> spend the money where it counts. <laughs> yeah, so... That's, that's our indies. That's that's the indies. That, that gets rid of that list, which brings us into Picks of the Week. Now, Do I have a sound thing? No, no, I have a sound thing for another one. Keep going. Keep yeah, going. yeah, no, we're here. Not we're for this here. one. We're here for it. Now, usually we start with Arya. Yep. As we've previously mentioned. In the woods. He is lost in the woods. Lost in the woods. Uh, now, we were going through the list, and usually there's one that well, we would can be feel a it out. pretty... Yeah, there would be a pretty uh, strong pick yeah. for him. We know each other pretty well, so yeah, it's only yeah, pretty yeah. easy to pick what the other person is. Inside the head, yeah. yeah, you know, we're reading the stories, we know what each other likes, yeah. we know the titles. This one, this week was a little tricky, though. I'm not sure what he would have gone with. So we kind of wanted to touch on the two comics we that we were torn between. Uh, Andrew, if you don't mind, I'll start it off with Batman. Yeah, please. Batman, uh, if I'm not mistaken, has a badass cover. Yeah, Batman. Badass cover. It is actually a foil hologram cover. That when listen that foil. I think that really translated well. (laughs) That when you rotate back and forth, uh, kind of flips and shimmies between the Flash and Batman holding the button from Watchmen. So this kind of this is the start of your button arc that we were getting promised. Uh, What's going on? How's it come to pass? What's what's actually happening? What's the importance? Who's reshaped the world? Uh, and, and what's the fallout? Or how like how did we get to the DC rebirth? Yeah. Uh, so it's super important for kind of the overarching setting of DC in general. Oh yeah. Uh, we kind of key in on Batman. Everyone's watching a hockey game. I was a little lost on the importance of that. I so love I'm, the hockey okay, game. Yeah. The okay, hockey game was. It. Amazing. As it pertains to the story, I was a little lost, but we see Batman playing around with you the hosers. He's uh, he's like, oh, what's the you know this button showed up again. Uh, he throws it on the table next to Psycho Pirate's mask. It somehow triggers it. Uh, cue in dual wielding pistols. Dad Batman uh, yeah. shows up and he's like Bruce, and Bruce is like pops, and yeah. and then like he goes away and he's a shimmering ghost. Batman calls the Flash. He's like, yo, get over here. Something happened with the button. He's like, I'll be there in 60 seconds. The next 60 panels have a one-second countdown of everything that comes to take place. Which is, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was really cool. Very reminiscent um, of Tom King's style when he we had the Bane countdown. Yeah, yeah, Where yeah, every yeah, yeah. panel, every villain had a mm. countdown or tracked the I time. I didn't think about that, but yeah. Yeah, but he's, he's kind of doing it once again with how, how long... Basically counting the seconds until, theoretically, the Flash shows up. Um, and we start off on 58, uh, at what point, like, Batman realizes someone has just entered, and he goes, oh, the Flash, Are you, like, you're always late, even though you're the fastest man alive. Like, I can possibly assume you'd be here in two seconds. I thought it was going to be 60 seconds. Uh, it turns out it was a reverse Flash. He totally just, like, jacks Batman up. Uh, Batman stabs him in the foot. 
fighting around a little bit. The reverse flash ends up tearing up the message that uh, that was given to Bruce from Barry Allen when he returned from the Flashpoint Paradox from his dad. So Batman kind of like loses it. He's like, fuck you, Eobard Thawne. He like goes to town, stabs him in the foot, starts jacking him up. And then basically the whole purpose is Batman's trying to stall for time, running out on a reverse flash until... The actual Flash is to show up so he can battle this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman, we finished the countdown. Reverse Flash. We hit one second. Theoretically, at this point, you're like, oh, Barry's going to show up. But where is he? I don't know. He's not here. Uh, Eobard Thawne picks up the button. Says, like, oh, you know, what's so important about this thing? Like, I've come back to life because of this. Because this interacted with the mask. And as a side effect, I've been brought back to life. Yep. He picks up the button. Big flash of blue light is teleported somewhere. He almost immediately teleports back. Says, God... I suspect he might have gone to Mars. <laughs> if you know what I mean. He says, God, I saw God. And as he's saying this, he's being melted in half by some unseen force until he's just a pile of bones. At which point it. the story ends on the flash showing up late to the party yeah. uh, to find both Batman beaten unconscious yeah. and the skeletal remains of Eobard Thawne previously presumed dead uh, in the reverse Flash outfit. So it's very clear who is lying there next to Batman. Yep. Uh, crazy, crazy kickoff to, I think, uh, a story that ideally gets the us the answers we've been waiting for all along. What the hell is Dr. Manhattan doing? What taking is his... Taking people to Mars. What is he's taking people to Mars. He's taking people to the show. Not Kid Flash uh, yet, but oh I can only God, see what's on wait. his Well, he's got one of the Flashes. This yeah. He just got the reverse Flash. Yeah. He, so he missed the aim drawn. He <laughs> thought it was Kid Flash, but, you know. Same color outfit, so yeah. maybe I can see, uh, yeah. I can see why. I can him. see why. But, Andrew, what was, the, what was the second thing we were torn between? Um, Wild Storm was pretty good as well. I, I believe... The, the button is so important, right? Because it's like, it's going to set up for a really cool DC kind of maybe event type crossover thing. Yeah. Wildstorms has been kind of pretty good and pretty consistent. Um, it's issue three out of 24. Um, it re- introduces a new character who goes by, I guess it seems like Sam, quite possibly, who's this girl, seems to work at IO. Um, and she just seems to kind of be like a really no one important kind of a nobody. And then you realize like at home, she's got this weird conspiracy strength map. Yeah. Like, oh, what's that about? Kind of classic Wildstorm where they're just layering on these characters and they kind of throw them at us, introduce us. And then like, we'll get back to them later. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm intrigued by that. Right. Like who knows? Like, that's kind of cool. I like that stuff. Um, she also seems to be walking through different, like, TV shows in the beginning. Right, so I'm a little confused about that. And, and Arya being more, he may have had more light to shed because he's yeah. kind of more well-versed in this. But it, it's kind of hard to say like, what's actually happening. What's actually happening. But I'm intrigued nonetheless. The bulk of the story makes uh, Angela Spica in her hideout uh, somewhere, I think Canada maybe, if I remember right. <laughs> um, and what happens is Jacob Marlowe, Halo, sent his, like, extraction team the three people teleported to rescue her Mm -hmm. they show up they're like hey flashlight we're here to take you back jacob marlowe sends his regards he's happy he saved you let's talk about this and then io shows up with their strike force and they're here to kill angelo speaker yeah and you get a cool just showdown between halo and io 
uh, Halo's like seemingly a lot. IO is just kind of like a Wetworks like assassin group. Yeah, like your spec typical ops. your typical Rainbow Six kind of right. guys. Right, and, and Halo is this kind of more like a mystic team where like the dude gets this red mask over his face. He's shooting bullets. The one girl appears to have some kind of like telekinetic powers. Yeah. So they're really going toe-to-toe. I mean, Halo obviously wins the day because they got all these crazy powers, um, which is cool. And then at the end, they're all... They're all like, uh, Angela Spiga transforms back into the robot, blows a hole in the roof, flies out, and you're left with uh, Io being like, holy shit, like, our team is down, like, what happened? And the Halo Strike team being like, we gotta go after, like, Spiga. She's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty cool stuff, right? And again, I, I'll be interested to talk to Arya to shed some more light on it, but it was cool to see those two sides kind of clash finally, and... Uh, yeah, pretty cool. Absolutely, I, absolutely. I enjoyed. I enjoyed without really knowing too much about it. It was still pretty enjoyable. So. Yeah, really cool introduction to uh, kind of the the Halo team. We get to see a yeah. little bit more about them from them and what they can do and why these seemingly totally normal people are relevant. Yeah. What I've got for us is it's been a a constant favorite of mine. I've kind of been a champion of this title for a while kind of carrying the flag if you will the flag of hydra uh it's steve rogers captain america hail hydra we're on issue 16 um and i've been a fan of this even before i realized that this was what was taking us into the big event absolutely i just thought it was like a good story i remember you talking about it right from the beginning when we started pulling it when uh he clearly i think like issue five he had his rework yeah um and and we've been talking about it for a while it's been really cool so, really cool issue. This is the kind of the culmination. It's called Secret Empire Opening Salvo. It's what launches us into Secret Empire, basically, the summer event. Um, and really what you get into is a couple different threads. You got Maria Hill, who's like, I, you know, Taskmaster and Black Ant were trying to tell me something. They disappeared. Obviously, they were abducted by Madame Hydra. She breaks into their kind of compound and mm. finds the video of Steve Rogers do- saying Hail Hydra. So she's like, holy No way. Maria Hill finds it. She's like, oh, fuck. What? So then she reaches out to... Uh, she reaches out... Blah, 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 reaches out to um, this dude called Jack Flag, Rick Flag. I think Jack Flag is the guy who's like dead. Oh, no, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Jack, yeah, he was the one who was dead. I'll remember his name eventually. She reaches out and she's like, yo, dog, this dude's Hydra. And this guy's like, nah, 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 nah. But more on that later. Uh, the other thread that's going on is... Uh, Steve's like kind of super villain team, Baron Zemo, uh, Dr. Eric, whatever fucking guy's name is. Yeah. John Q. Scientist. Yeah. John Q. Scientist. Like the whole squad, they're trying to like collect the, the pieces of the Cosmic Cube because apparently in, in some other comic that I don't read, uh, the girl was split into shards and they're trying to combine them into the cube now instead yeah. of the girl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're like, we'll have the cube, we'll rewrite the world as it should be. Hail Hydra, right? Yeah. That's what they're trying to do. Also, Zemo is on a revenge scheme because if you're reading Steve Rogers' Captain America, Zemo's father is killed by uh, Bucky Barnes. The Winter Soldier. Yeah, back in World War II. Okay. And so in this in this world, he's captured Bucky Barnes and he's got him strapped to a rocket. And he's just <laughs> like... Because if you remember what happened was he was strapped to a rocket in World War II and Steve came and saved Bucky. Uh-huh. And Bucky got out and just like shot... 
Baron Zemo's dad, and he's like, fuck you. And Steve's like, oh, God, I'm a Hydra. You shouldn't have done that, but ah, good job, good job. It's cool. Because he's kind of torn. He actually really does care about Bucky. Yeah, yeah. But he's true to the mission, too. He cares about Baron Zemo, like all that, right? Absolutely. So it's kind of like, you know, Zemo's like, ah, this is just desserts. Like, I've got you tied to a rocket again, and there's no one to save you this time. Um, what... What ends up being funny, here we go, here we go. Rick Jones is who Maria Hill calls. Okay. So she calls him and he's like, yo, 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 like, Steve is Hydra. We got to stop it, whatever he's trying to do. And and Rick Jones is like, yeah, please hold. Click. And he picks up the phone. He's like, hello? And it's Steve Rogers. He's like, hey, <laughs> this is Captain America. By any chance did, like, Maria Hill call you or something? And he's like, yeah, she said, like, some weird shit, like you were Hydra. And Steve is like, yeah, bitches be crazy. Like, don't listen to that. <laughs> but also... Do you have any launch codes? <laughs> but, like, for real, he wants the codes to get into the shield defense room. That's what he wants. And and, and Rick Jones is like, yeah, I mean, I got him, but should we, like, just tell Captain Marvel about this? He's like, no, no, no time, no time. How about them launch codes, though? <laughs> he gives them the launch codes, right? That's pretty funny. Well, of course, he's still director of S.H.I.E.L.D. at this yep, point, Yeah, exactly. Right? He's still director of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then uh, we flash back. Bucky's strapped to the rocket. Holy shit, what's going to happen? He's like, fuck you, Baron Zemo. Like, fuck you. Steve is my friend. He wouldn't want this. And he's like, oh, really? Pulls out a little hologram projector. He's like, I got a little message for you. Plays it. Hologram. Captain America comes up in his uniform. He's like, what's up, Bucky? We're bros. I actually do care about you. We have feelings. You were responsible for the death of a great man back in World War II. And I owe it to him to give him vengeance. See you in hell, pal. No way! Hologram turns off. Buggy's like, that's not Steve. That's not true. And Baron Zemo's like, well, see you in hell. Fires the rocket. And he's like, goodbye, pretender. And the rocket shoots off. I'm like, holy smokes. What? Holy smokes is right. So then you've got got Steve Rogers kind of with his new army, with Madame Hydra. They embrace her. Like, yeah, we're together again. He meets his supervillain army. He meets a new council of Hydra that they've been assembling behind his back. He's like, this is amazing. Uh, Rick Jones has given him the launch codes, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, Black Ant and Madam Hydra show up, and they just, like, beat the crap out of Rick Jones. They're like, fuck you. He's out. He is off the board. Peace removed. Like, we got the launch codes. We got to type these loose ends. Wait, they murdered him? I'm pretty sure just... they murdered him, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. They don't murder him. They knock him out, and they're like, you, you want this guy dead? And so he's like, nah, just, like, put him in a holding cell or something. Like, oh, we can't just, like, off him. But maybe we will eventually. <laughs> uh, so then, right, they're going through all this. Steve gets on a video to the whole army of Hydra and he's like grayed out like you just see his silhouette yeah. and he's like hey guys this is your leader Red Skull led us astray I'm here to lead us back into like true Hydra we're taking over the world I'd like to reveal who I am but I can't yet trust me on this we're gonna go fuck shit up and everyone's like hail Hydra Dr. Eric Sevlin or whatever John Q. Scientist <laughs> says like I don't know this is so fucked like what the hell did I do like Fuck. And he just shoots himself with a laser gun. He kills himself. He's like, Hail Hydra and blows himself up with a laser gun. Oh like, my Holy God. shit, what? That's crazy. Also, a suicide bomber breaks into the shield, <laughs> to the Global Planetary Shield Defense Force. Yeah. Because he has the codes. Walks in and says, Hey guys, what's up? I've got dynamite on me. Hail Hydra. Boom. Blows up the facility. Planetary Defense Shield is now down. It's down for good. And then we're left with. Bucky Barnes flying in outer space, and he says, Steve! 
the rocket explodes. <gasps> Buggy Barnes is dead. Spoilers. The Winter Soldier is dead. He's completely off. Oh my yep. god. And we're left with a nice old splash page with the Hydra army fist raised saying hail Hydra. What comes next? Secret Empire issue zero. Holy smokes. That's intense. That is one hell of a setup issue yeah, for the hell event. Yeah. Nick Spencer's in a hell of a job in this title. Pick it up. Read it from the beginning. Every issue's been oh, super absolutely, interesting. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, it's been good. I, I, I was thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly uh, enjoyed that issue. And it's been great from the beginning. You yeah. Kind of regardless of the fact that it's it's led to the event, it's it's had a solid showing all the way through. And, and I feel like it's not getting the, the press it needs. So many huge things. Red Skull has been killed. Yeah. Bucky Barnes has been killed. Like, huge, like event like stuff has taken place like in world this, yeah. shaping events in yeah, this absolutely. one Santa Moon title so like it's been great I have loved every second of it Holy uh, I've taken enough of the floor I'd like to toss it back over to you good sir yeah absolutely for, uh, for your pick is your cup dry mine was I filled it up a little bit <laughs> I get a little bit yeah, of a top off what, uh, what you, you want to hit me I'll top you off I'll drink yeah. this and top it off what, uh, <laughs> what do you got for us this week yeah so I brought to the table you know how I like my indie comics my image absolutely um, I brought to the table little curse words uh number four i know it's been a little while since i've kind of gone through what the story is here primarily yeah yeah primarily just because uh god country has been so strong so a lot of times i I bring in there but i know i touched on it so wizard has kind of lost his powers through events with we come to find uh, the the guy kind of back at home they call it whole world yeah uh, who is powering him the guy who's trying to like get rid of him basically. yeah he's trying to get rid of him because he originally sends him to New York to basically just blow up Earth and like take it right. over whatever he's sent there to do so he's been sending assassins after him we open up we cue in kind of on this huge splash page where he sends the latest assassin. And we have the the title kind of sprawled across. Oh, it. that's cool. And we have the the latest assassin is Ruby Stitch. Okay. Uh, Wizard's main squeeze from back home. Wow. One of the the evil wizards, where he was also an evil wizard. Yeah. So they were just evil wizards together. Um, and he kind of built her. He had this sapphire because he's powered by sapphires. And she's ruby. And she's ruby. Okay. So he had the largest sapphire in all of the world. Yeah, he did. Uh, <laughs> and he turned it into a ruby for her. And kind of in one of the last issues, she shatters the ruby that he gave her Shit. and empowers her sword. So she's and they're all powered by gems. That's yep. basically how they get their power. So she's super powerful right now. Sure. Um, so we kind of cue in on Wizard. He goes home. Last time we saw him here, he's blown out the window, so there's a big gaping hole in it. Uh, he's encountered by the mayor, uh, the chief of the FBI, and the chief of Interpol. And they're basically like, hey, hey, buddy, like, what the hell is going on here? Last time we saw you, you were at, like, whatever stadium. Now that stadium's gone. The guy you were fighting is gone. Not just that, but every single person in the world who was watching that game at that time is gone. So where the hell is everybody? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that crazy other guy was fighting. He did that, huh? What a, what a lunatic. All right, we'll see you guys later. Uh, and then, so they just start shouting. They're like, you know, you're not a good guy. You're you're a bad guy. Like, I know that you did this. Like, we'll never be able to prove it, but whatever. Um, so Wizard, we, we mentioned, has kind of lost touch with his powers at home. In one of the last issues, 
uh, Margaret, his koala companion, yeah. has begun to show him how he can reconnect with the magic of this world. So instead of being powered by the whole world, he's by powered Earth. by the by Earth magic, basically. Earth magic. Yeah. Okay. So before they go to see, they go to a movie theater and they watch Titanic. And at the at the end of the movie, the loss of his power was signified by him losing the his beard. He's got a big white beard. Yeah. So right now he's wearing a fake beard. Okay. Um, the loss of his power was signified by him becoming clean shaven. Yeah. When he, he, you see him finish Titanic, he kind of starts to get stubble, and that's to signify that he's regaining power. So Margaret says that she's made this pop list or places of powerful magic. Okay. Uh, so they're going to visit all of these pop places uh, so that he can encounter the magic in that world and regain touch with it. So he goes to a, a literal magic show, like one of the most famous magic shows yeah. uh, in all the world, which I think is the Gothic Castle in Hollywood okay. that you go to. So there's this main presenter on stage, and this guy's doing all these kind of classic tricks. He's sawed a woman in half. He's unveiled a bird. He's caught a bullet with his yeah, teeth. All your classics. All your classics. And as you're going through, you see kind of this panel here where he's getting the he's getting the big beard. He's getting a little bit longer, and now he's kind of back to full blown. Like his eyes are shimmering. He's got a yeah. full blown big Gandalf beard. Yeah. And he's like, "Wow, magician! Like I thought you were a fraud originally because you're really just using illusions." <laughs> But I see what you do here. It's really quite magical for the audience. Like you're delivering this magical experience. Yeah. Thank you so much because I've like regained touch with it or I've regained like a semblance of my power. Nice. Um, so he gives him a, a real magic wand in return. He generates a magic wand and gives it to the magician. That's pretty cool. Uh, we start to see a little bit of maybe what is the fallout of him doing this because... One of, uh, I, presumably the showrunners comes to the magician afterwards and he says, holy shit, that one trick you did, I've never seen anyone do the assistance revenge so well. And the guy goes, what, like, I did the assistance revenge tonight? I, I don't even know that. And this is a magician who's been a magician for 35 yeah. years. Presumably he knows every trick. Sure, every trick in the and, and so this guy's like, what else did I do tonight? And he runs through the whole list and the guy's like, I, like, I have a thousand tricks in my head. I don't know a single wow. one of what you're talking about. So presumably, to become powered by this guy, not only did he experience the magic, but he stole the magic. Interesting. Maybe, maybe. It's, maybe. it's hard to tell, but we're getting a little bit of touch that maybe he's not powering up through soul kind of just by looking. Maybe he's actually absorbing yeah, it or sucking it possibly. away. Uh, so he feels pretty good about being powered up. They're getting ready to leave. Boom, a huge tidal wave is about to crush sounds, Hollywood. A tsunami is kicked up, and they're flying out, and Margaret's like, oh, thank God we got out of here in time. Look at that huge, massive tsunami. That's no good. Uh, but in his head, he's kind of looking out, and he remembers that uh, the Interpol and the chief of police, and they're saying, like, you're not good. You're a bad guy. Like, you clearly did that. And he's like, you know, what am I Like, I just powered back up. I'm going to get let Hollywood get leveled by a tsunami. Yep. No, the hell I'm not. Yeah, okay, no. I'm a wizard. Nope. I'm a wizard. I'm going to fly down there. He actually teleports down there. Yeah, it's pretty super cool. Uh, and he hits him with a little Moses. He parts this massive wave, blows it to pieces. Um, and you can see in the move, because it takes so much power to do this, you can see his beard kind of coming back up as he's using the power and his eyes kind of fading out. And when he's thrown back against the beachhead, he's got kind of like 
Not like a little bit more than a five o'clock shadow, but he's definitely clearly running low on power. He's not completely yeah. out of beard, but he's super, super weak. And cool he even says, pick that. Oh, to, kind yeah. of like a, an energy yeah. bar almost, but kind yeah. of like by the w- what you really associate with kind of classic wizards is this right. big beard. Super cool way. Um, he's kind of touching his face and he goes, ah, oh, nice while it lasted. Kind of feeling up the beard that he has right now. Uh, and then, boom, explosion. He gets hit by this huge ruby beam. And he goes, you're the assassin he picked next. Uh, and it's Ruby Stitch. And she goes, no, Wizard. Sizaji, uh, the ruler of Homeworld, didn't pick me. I volunteered. Oh, wow. So Ruby Damn. Stitch, his number one girl, his main squeeze, rolls up on it's the OTP. beachhead. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah, is OTP. Rolls up on the beachhead. To put him in the ground, wow. and she volunteered for the job. Really, really Damn, cool. Stone Cold. I'm loving this story. It's it's a really kind of a wacky, but also just really solid storytelling all the way through. Yeah, I definitely recommend picking it up. It has not had a soft issue yet. Nice. I like it. I like it too. What's and our that, uh, What's our winner? Yeah, I think. Uh, I'm looking at it right in front of me. Yeah, Andrew, I think that none other than you should do the honors because, as you said, what you touched on uh, really set the stage. And let me tell you, hearing what was going on in that, after after I read this, I was like, holy Christ, I really wish I had read that first because that really really touches point to a lot of things that happen in... Secret Empire, zero issue. Oh, my God. And let me let me just say that Marvel's zero issues have been really bringing the pain. Oh, yeah. Not yeah. a single one has come through that has been kind of filler or like, ah, if you don't get this, it'll be like, no big yeah, deal. Yeah, no, they've been pretty essential. These zero issues, not just essential to the story, but really incredible thrill rides going through. But yeah. please, roll us in. I uh, it's a thick issue and there's a lot to talk about, so I'm gonna try and just blow through the basics of it. Yeah, and we'll just launch in because there's a lot of cool points. There's um, a lot of discussion to be yeah. had, a lot of who's who. So yeah. I'll, I'll try and just briefly blow through the points here. Um, opens up 1945 Japan. It's a flashback. Steve Rogers is the Hydra version of Steve Rogers. Yeah, rolls into a cave. They're like, listen, the Allies are going to fuck everything up with the Cosmic Cube. Get in this water. It'll protect you. When you wake up, you're still going to be you. Boom. Goes to present day. Right? Steve Rogers on the bridge of the helicarrier. Sharon Carter's there. She's like, we're fucked. Chitauri invasion. Here it comes. What's going to happen? Also, I don't know if you heard... Some crazy lunatic hydro bomber blew up the control room <laughs> for the planetary defense. I, I may have heard something about. So he's that, like, yeah. "Oh no way, that sucks." <laughs> so they don't have the shield, right? Yeah. So Steve Rogers sends Alpha Strike, like some of their most powerful guns. They send Quasar. They send Captain Marvel. They send the Guardians. They send like a lot of their because the Chitauri are it, right? They're they're yeah. like you, those are your bruisers. That's your that's your yeah. war in space. Oh, yeah. So they're sending the big the guns galactic out. guns to take yeah. care to defend the planet. Meanwhile, they have, which is a little weird, Riri Williams and Tony Stark trying to rep- Tony Stark. I do yeah. repeat, yeah. trying to repair. We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll yeah. get there. Trying to repair the planetary defense shield. Yep. They're like, we got to send our big guns out there, hold off the invasion until we get the shield up, and we'll be okay. Uh, 
you've got a, on another front a lot of villains that broke out of Pleasant Hill, like the the camp, the jail. They're just attacking New York. They're like, we're here. We want to fuck shit up. You guys fucked us over. Fuck you. And you've got Luke Cage leading kind of this street strike force of defenders, uh, kind of your street level guys, Iron Fist, Daredevil, Jessica. Luke the Cage. classic, yeah. like canonical. Yeah, they're there to know. kind of combat against them, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's your three fronts: space invasion, and really your two fronts: space invasion, and then you've got the uh, the New York scrap. Uh, neither is going really well for our heroes. Um, in space, there was one other, wasn't there? Wasn't there was a third front? Well, the other front is is the helicarrier with Steve and Got Chad. it. Okay. Yep. Kind of commanding it all, right? Mm-hmm. So in space, they're kind of getting fucked, and Captain Marvel's like. Like, literally, there are trillions and trillions and trillions of these guys. They're coming in waves. Quasar's here. She, you know, she's one of, uh, she's like the protector of the universe. She's obliterating these people by the millions, like, yeah. in a single she's wave. She's so powerful. Yeah. She can she can stop pretty much anything, but only within yeah. her vision. She can kill anything she sees, but these things, these waves span, like, planets away. Yeah. So she can't possibly kill them all. Because you like, can't see them. You can't see them. And we're just getting our ass kicked. Seems so like, you got to hold on. We got to get this shield up and running. New York is getting their ass kicked too. Like the, the villains are here to fuck shit up. And they're powerful. And you've got kind of your street level guys just trying to hold them back. Yeah, and there are a whole hell of yeah. a lot of them too. There are a they're lot of all them. out of that yeah. detention center. Yep. And, and your big guns are in space. So you're just they're just trying to hold the line, right? Um, all of a sudden. Oh, so so the shield, like the, uh, the Earth Defense Force council is like listen this is a crisis the whole planet's gonna get wiped out we've granted you captain america emergency powers yep you rule the world basically you control all our militaries get done what you have to get done save us yep couldn't be in better hands uh all of a sudden uh uh, tony and riri are like wait a second the shield's like ready to go it's coming back online they're like i didn't do anything they're like well what and so, boom, shield comes back up. The waves are just, the Chitauri waves start, like, crashing into the shield and just are getting killed. They're getting wiped out. And mm-hmm. everyone's like, thank God we're safe. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the same time, the villain, the super villain strike force, pulls back from New York. They start running away. And the defenders are like, well, I guess we did it. We were kind of losing, but I guess we did it. That's okay. Seems to be like, everyone's like, oh, thank God we did it. We, we saved the world. We pulled it out. There's a there's a cool moment where like Captain America gives like your classic Captain America speech. Yeah, like, we're absolutely. against all odds. We've got to win the day. We got to leave a memory, even if we can't win. We got to give it our all. Classic Captain yeah. America. I need you to find the will to fight yep. to that last breath. So cool. Like, classic him. All of a sudden, just when you think everything's resolved, one of the shield shield hell carriers slams into the main one. Mm-hmm. And their shield, like the, the personnel of that, storm the bridge of the shield's HQ helicarrier. And they're like, they got guns ablazing. They're taking people out. It's an army of Hydra agents. Yep. And they're like, holy shit. Like, Sharon's like, Hydra must have brainwashed them. Like, they've taken over that helicarrier. What the hell is happening? And Captain America steps up and he's like, hold your fire. And Hyd- all the Hydra agents stop. And Sharon's like, wait, what the hell? Like, Why'd they just stop? Like, they were about to gun us down. And, and Captain America's like, I said, hold your fire. I'm the one who spoke to you first. Ship fell. I am the man who rules the wheel. And and you're like, what? And everyone's like, hail Hydra. And Sharon's like, holy crap, they've brainwashed you too. And Steve Rogers like, you dumb bastard. <laughs> if only you knew. Arrest all these guys. I'm the big dick now. 
sends them all away. Everyone's like, Captain Marvel is out in space. They're like, all right, cool, we did it, guys. Let us back through the shield. Like, there's a dickload of aliens out here. Let us in. Yeah. And Steve's like, yeah, I can't really do that. Yeah. And he's and Captain Marvel's like, what? He's, he's like, yeah, you built this shield to keep like the threats out of Earth. And he's like, you're kind of one of the biggest threats to me. I kind of got you all out there. I ain't letting you back in. Captain Marvel's like, what the fuck are you just saying? He's like, yeah, peace, Hill Hydra. Click. <laughs> He's like, this is the last time we're ever speak. Hail Hydra. I'm out. Oh, my God. Uh, and then the villains come back to New York, and they just drop, like, a huge, weird darkness bomb. And the Defender's like, oh, we kind of fucked. And then Tony Stark's like, this is a call to arms. Anyone who's left on Earth, if you're any kind of superhero, if you're some kind of loser who just dresses up in spandex, like, get your ass here. Like, <laughs> yeah, we need you, too. We crazy. need literally anybody. We need everyone, all hands on deck. We got to go to Washington D.C. That's our next target. Because that's clearly the next. Yep, the next step. Yep. Damn. <sighs> zero issue. Holy smokes! Like mic drop. Oh yeah. Honestly, that's good. Zero issue. Really good zero issue. Really good stuff. Builds the hype, sets the pieces and work. A lot of questions that come up, uh, which I, I mean, you brought up a lot of good questions, similar questions that I had. Uh, yeah. If you want to kind of launch into them. Absolutely. So it kind of when you touch on, you got your 1945 Japan, uh, Steve's yeah. kind of just right in the beginning, we're, we're kind of setting the stage here, which I think is really cool because even if you're not following, I know you ran through the Captain America, Hail Hydra issue. Yeah. Even if you're not following that, they do a really good job of kind of setting the stage, like how do we get here? How is Why is Captain America a totally evil guy? Yeah. Um, like what's going through? This is a really confusing Absolutely. scene. I think if you're not following the Captain yeah. America Steve Rogers, because it was for me, and I know that you were kind of able to walk me through it. And originally, I thought, oh, he's Hydra here, so this must be after he was like redone yep. by the Cube as Hydra. So maybe this is an event that's kind of also reshaping yep. the world, but. When you were walking me through it, you said that though he is already Hydra, this is just the backstory yeah. that the cube gave him yeah. to justify why he's also got memories of like doing Avenger things. Right. That basically, in canonical real history, the Allied forces won World War II. Yes. In cube rewritten history, Hydra won World War II. And then but, the allies yeah. use the cube to rewrite yes. the world, all the while Captain America's already Hydra. Yes. Um, but they put him in a pool that yes. protects him the from that. essence out. of Hydra. Yeah, they put him in a pool. And something I actually wanted to tell you that we didn't get a chance to talk yeah, about, please. but this kind of mysterious figure with the helm. This, now I could be totally, totally wrong, but this is a figure that actually... I think has appeared in Doctor Strange before. Quite possibly. This, uh, I believe, is very possibly Sir Isaac Newton, uh, a sorcerer supreme from, like, the 1500s. Okay. He shows up, and the only reason I say that is he shows up in the exact same outfit with the exact same helmet. Uh, So when I first saw him, I was like, holy shit, is that Newton? And kind of the sorcerer supreme storyline that's going on right now, Newton is a bad guy. Who's been chasing the word of God? Interesting. And he's gained basically godlike powers because yeah. he now can speak the word of God. Um, so I thought maybe that was a little bit of also yeah. what was going on with the force here. But um, so Rogers is kind of protected in the in cube history, cube history 
allies end up winning the war through virtue of rewriting yep. history, but to protect Captain America from be- succumbing to that and not being Hydra, yep. they put him into the essence yep. of Hydra, and he retains yes. his Hydra memories. Makes more sense if you've been following, because it's something they've been doing, established out of the gate in the Captain America, Steve Rogers comic. Yeah. And so me having read that from the beginning, it was easier for me to understand what's going on there. If you come in fresh, kind of like you did, definitely can see why. You're basically getting 16 issues of Captain America, Steve Rogers. Wrapped up in like... In three pages. Yeah, which can yeah. be confusing. But so I, it's, but, it's a lot they slam in. Yeah. And the reason we started there was because, I know you heard it, something a little crazy that there's really a hard justification to find, but uh, our old pal Tony Stark. Our old pal Poe Dameron. He's back. Tony he's Stark. on his feet. Yeah. And he's in the freaking Iron Man outfit. Yeah. And he's down here. I thought it was crazy. We, we were speculating yeah. all sorts of so, like... So my initial thought was something they had done in uh, Superior Spider-Man, which is kind of kind of my pilot for these like heroes gone bad or like taken over by like, an evil entity, mm-hmm. uh, which was great, was they always had Doc Ock in Peter Parker's body kind of having to justify himself against like a ghostly version of Peter Parker. Like, like a subconscious, basically. Yeah. yeah. Which was cool. And in Iron Man with Riri Williams, her AI is Tony Stark. And so she has conversations with him where he is a physical hologram projection of Tony Stark and they have back and forth. It's the Tony Stark we know and love just having back and forth. That she's right? always talking right, to. Right, that she's always talking to. And so initially I was like, oh, maybe this is like She's in the suit, so maybe he's in the suit. Maybe this is it. But then you brought up a good point. He's like actually physically interacting with stuff, and I'm like, okay, that's not really a hog. He's a, yeah, he's working on a panel right. at one point. He's like asking her questions. She's asking him to do stuff, and not just that, but in her comic, he's depicted as a blue right. hologram, like clearly. And it's not in this. Yeah, it's not in this. He's in his red, and yeah. he's in his hot rod red, and his yellow Iron Man outfit, and he seemingly is is clearly doing work yeah. on this panel to get the shield back up. So really weird yeah. setup with what's going on. Like, what the hell yeah. is going on? How is Tony Stark back? Last we heard from yeah. him He's that any of us know of. And quote, we, unquote, kind of dead. Yeah, and we did our research here. And for yeah. nothing we could really find that establishes in the universe or in any kind of comic that... He's been resurrected or he's come right. back in any way. So. I, so then I start thinking, like, okay, maybe he comes back in Steve Rogers' Captain America. And then I'm like, well, it very clearly says after the issue we just read that I talked about, yeah. the next issue in the timeline is this. Is the zero issue. So, so there's, there's nothing between it. There's no room for them to introduce Tony Stark coming back. Yeah. So then I'm like, it doesn't happen in Infamous Iron Man. Nope. But every all the previews we've seen show nothing about that and actually show him still as Iron Man with the Avengers. So that kind of rules that part out. The last comic would be Invincible Iron Man with Riri Williams. And I looked up all of the previews for like the next, like, this week it didn't touch on it at all. It came out this week mm-hmm. that I passed, but I looked it up. And then like the next like three issues that come out, all of the kind of preview taglines, like, no mention of it. It's like, Riri gets a boyfriend. Riri gets a new villain. Like, nothing about, like, no, hey, by the way, it. something really cool happens. Or, like, Tony Stark. A crazy surprise. Yeah. Have Tony Stark's more than a hologram. Yeah. Nothing like that is ever hinted at. So it makes you think that it's not going to happen there. So you're still like, oh, this is a little weird. 
And then I kind of got to thinking, and I thought you brought up a really good point. This technically is a zero issue, despite how Marvel's been doing them. You never a zero issue could, like traditionally is never required. It's to passable. Be read. Yeah, it's you just you read it if you want to to get hyped to get. So you don't want event. that to be the issue where you deal with his rebirth. That yeah. you just have him there, right? Because it's to get you hyped with the event. So yep. then, your to your point, uh, you you kind of said, "Well, I almost wonder if they'll address this in the number one, number one, yeah. which historically you have to read zeros. You can read if you want. Number one, you have to read, and that kind of clicked for me. I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if issue one starts with a flashback. Of Steve Rogers bringing Tony Stark back somehow. Yeah. Like, I knew I was going to blow up the shield. Yeah. I needed my best engineer, like, I've Something. ever known to, yeah. to, like, be able to be on the job and be like, oh, this is a totally lost cause. Like, right. I, and, and that was Tony Stark, so we had to yeah. bring him back. You know, something like yeah. that. I wouldn't be surprised. That makes a lot of sense to me, and I, I really think that that is the way they are going to go mm. to just kind of make sense. Hopefully, because right now we're just kind of flying in the wind. We got or, no free and clue. We got yeah. one of... Theoretically, the biggest mysteries that's been going on in the Marvel Universe is what is happening to Tony Stark. Right. And lo and behold, he's back with absolutely no explanation or setup. It uh, is a zero issue, so yeah, maybe you don't need so it for this. But love, to, love to get a little bit more on that. If, but uh, if it happens in issue one with no explanation, then you start to really scratch your head. Yeah. But, I mean, this was a fantastic zero issue. Oh, absolutely. I, and I love kind of the, the one thing I wanted to touch on, because yeah, I know we, we talked about the three warring fronts. We have New York. Yep. We have space. Yep. The one other one, I think, was there was another. There, there was a third place. There was another place with a helicarrier that was over it that was not the helicarrier. Yeah. Captain America was on where there was just like a Hydra army was yeah. attacking oh, yeah. something yeah, yeah. and so they went to go deal with that so they are like we have a Hydra army attacking we have the Shatari evasion and we have every bad guy just broke out of Pleasant Hill and they're assaulting New York yeah it kind of sucks what I really love about this is not only do you have the canonical, like, classic uh, Captain America, like, perfect speech. Uh, but so good. you get a little, you get that um, very Infinity-esque look into his planning yeah. and why he is the the known, like, the oh strategist. God. You really get chills. It's so good. Absolutely, because you're rolling through yeah. and he's like, this, like, I, I've always been known as the strategist, yeah. but this is my masterpiece. Oh my god, it was so good. And he's rolling through and it's like, stage one, isolate the the big guns in space. Yeah. Sends everyone out there. Not only that, like the Chichar didn't yeah. just happen to show up one no. time. He comes to find like a like a scientist found out a million years ago <laughs> that if you kidnap a Chitari queen, the Chitari will show up and will yeah. never stop no matter yeah. what until they get their queen back. So good. So he kidnaps a queen, yeah. gets all the big guns to deal with the Shatari invasion, puts up the shield, traps them all outside. That's yeah. stage one. And he's like, hey, remember when you thought that you found this Russian scientist plans for a planetary defense shield like 20 years ago and you thought it was a good idea and you stole it for your own and you presented it and then you built it? Yeah, yeah, that was on me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. I basically had you yeah. build this so I could trap you on the other I side like, of it. I was like, god damn it. Yeah. Um, then you have New York, and he's like, stage two, take out everybody else. Uh, get everybody else to New York. 
and have them be totally neutralized, or what does he say, like blackout New York, or yeah. Uh, yeah. something like that? Like basically just neutralize New York. You have Tony Stark and um, what's her name, Riri yeah. Williams, kind of realize, or Tony Stark more so realizes in the moment um, that this we just they just isolated all the big guns. He's yeah. kind of immediately recognizes, like I see what's just happened here. All the big guns are outside. New York has just been isolated. Um, the next step, like there's obviously a stage three because all these things have just made something vulnerable. Right. The seat of power. Right. And that's DC. Yeah. We need to get everyone the hell over to DC right now. Damn. Whoever the hell you are. And because uh, something's going like I don't, like, I'm not there yet, but I know for a fact that yeah. like this is one hell of a plan and one hell of a plan is going to end in DC. Yeah. So... Next issue, uh, everything's popping off in DC. Good stuff. <sighs> Great stuff. Really, really, really shows why Captain America makes such a the ultimate villain almost. Yeah, it, it, like his his foresight, oh, his planning. It's like it's not just that he's a warrior it's not just yeah. that he's a soldier yeah. it's not just that he's strong or fast or right. agile he is the perfect leader yeah he has the ability to inspire masses no yeah. matter who they be just by showing yep. up it's great and not just that not just can he rally legions to his side yeah but he also has the foresight to put in place, Pretty much anything. He can yeah. get out of any situation. Yep. He has the answer to everything in the form of a combat plan. Yeah. So and, and that's how you just can't you can't stop it. Yeah. It's like, oh, I've already thought of every contingency plan that you may have and have 40 other additional plans to combat <laughs> them at any given time. Yeah. It, Suck it. It's Hail really Hydra. amazing. Yeah. Uh, Hail Hydra. Indeed. Hail Hydra. I, I'm loving it. I'm yeah. Loving it. I'm really, really looking forward yeah. to this uh, summer event. Yeah. Um, and go back and read all of uh, Steve Rogers. Like, like if you if you really want to get hyped and really want to get prepared for the event, and you have the time, go back and read all of the Steve Rogers. It's it's since like we started this podcast, basically it's been running, but like it's only it's sixteen issues so far. And yeah, everyone has been really good. Absolutely, and all of them really really build kind of before you even know they're building towards the summer event. You're just like. This is a really good story. So yeah, because he does a lot of stuff in this issue. Yeah. But all of that, if you want to see how he gets there, the yeah. moves he takes, and really yeah. get inside of the brilliance and the and the preparation yeah. he went through to read get here, read Steve Rogers, Captain America, Hail Hydra, Hail Hydra. Yeah. Um, but we can't talk about that forever, unfortunately. I wish we could. Uh, what do we have that, to talk about next? Uh, I think. Oh, the uh, special topic. The special topic. Okay, let me get it queued up. Here. Yeah, yeah, get topic. it queued up. Get it queued up because we got a little something for our old pal. There's here we a go. Fallen hero in the woods. In the woods, lost. I don't know. We'll ever see him again. In probably memorandum not. of him, we have decided there's only Pouring one out thing. for our homies. Pour one out straight down our gullets. Into our stomachs. There it goes. There's only one thing that we can talk about. And Andrew? Hold on. What What might it be? Hold on. Hold on. I just thought of something. A really cool transition. What could it be? What could it be? But the theme music that you're hearing in front of you. 
Or pot, quite possibly. Maybe it's something a little different. <laughs> we are gonna build our ideal X Men team. Yeah, we are. Oh god, I knew you'd love it. I knew you'd love it. Now, we were gonna go with old fashions, uh, because we're taking it back to a classic five-man X-Men team. Classic team. You gotta have your five-man squad. <laughs> you got your five-man yeah. squad. We go through. We're gonna nominate names. Yep. We're gonna pick. We're gonna winnow down who yep. is our crack team. Who are Absolutely. our killers? How do we see success? Who would play them in a movie? Maybe. 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 We'll if get, we get there. there. We'll see how long it takes us to, to decide. derail everything. So uh, that is true. If we have the time, we'll try. maybe we'll see who would play them in a movie. If we do not have yep. the time, we will just develop our crack team. So I'd like you to keep a timer. I'm yep. going to keep a notepad open here for sake of uh, planning. Absolutely. Um, I always, when discussing an ideal team, especially the X-Men, like to start to try and narrow down what we're looking for out of the team. The roles. The roles, the archetypes, what we need from our ideal squad. Yep. And then try and fill those with characters that we like. So I think we should both start off by just number one. I say my favorite X-Men, you say yours. We toss them on the team and then we discuss what role they serve. Damn it, my favorite X-Men? It's so hard. For me, it's Wolverine. Yeah. We all know it. Damn. It's Wolverine. I'm gonna jot him down. And he's our brawler. Okay. He's our he's our unstoppable, he's our unkillable. And I'm talking X-Men like Renaissance Wolverine. Yeah. Yellow outfit. Hell yeah. I'm not talking old man Logan. I'm not talking <laughs> Ultimate Universe. I'm talking my boy Logan. Damn. Black hair, yellow outfit, claws. I like a lot of X-Men. It's hard for me to pick a favorite. Yeah, yeah, hit me. I like Rogue. I like Cyclops. Okay. I hate old Cyclops. I like new Cyclops. Cyclops okay. is right. Young Cyclops. No, no, no. New Cyclops. The new fucking C- Maverick. The one who death in humans. Oh, the oh, X oh. on his face. Dead Cyclops. You yeah. like dead I Cyclops? I like that guy, Okay, yeah. yeah okay. I don't like the old Boy Scout Cyclops. I like the one who fucks Yeah, shit. I like the Renegade Cyclops. Yeah, the I'm renegade. with you. I'm with you. Uh, I love Emma Frost. She alright. Obviously. Um, God, I have a lot. And I like Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler is badass. Yeah. Um... God, favorite X-Men, though. You got to come back to me on that one. I don't know. <laughs> I got to debate. Okay. But we got a brawler. We so got a far, brawler. we got Wolverine on the list. We got our brawler. I obviously need a leader slash tactician. Yes. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to put that on the list as something we need as leader. Now I'm going to toss a couple names at you. Yeah, please this. do. Please do. Magneto. Magneto, obviously. Cyclops. Cyclops, yep. Maverick Cyclops, Maverick Cyclops, yeah, sure. So you got Magneto, you got Cyclops, other leaders for X Men teams. You've you've had Storm in the past. I'm gonna throw something at you right yeah, now. Yeah, please do. Kitty Pride. You've had Kitty Pride. I want I want her on the list. I think she goes on the list. I don't know if she goes on the leader part. Uh, I, I would point X Men Gold at you. X Men Gold, but it's right so now. new. It's so new. It's new. But let me okay. tell you. Right off the bat, I had hesitations about Kitty Pryde's leadership. Leader. Yeah, right off the bat, she does a good job. Issue one of X Men Gold. Yeah, I believed it. I did not doubt it for a second, and I liked it. The only when you come down to leaders, the only other one like tacticians that kind of comes to mind is like potentially an Xavier. 
Because, I mean, like, he's been dead for a while, but, like... Yeah. He, you know, like, if you're talking just all-time, like, what your team is, it, like, you got to throw Xavier as a leader, at least into the discussion. I don't know that you go with him, but... Yeah. He's in the mix, Definitely, definitely. I've always seen him less as a leader and more as, like, a... Idealist. If, if you'll like excuse... A, kind of like a... Not even an idealist. Almost like a symbol. Okay. Like, he... He helps shape what the team is about. He helps shape what the team strives for. Yeah. Xavier is the idealist. He's the guy that builds the team so that they can go out and do good works. But at the end of the day, Scott is the one that upholds his ideals and leads the team. That's fair. We've got a leader slash tactician. What else do we need on the ideal squad? Ready to take on anything? Next thing I'm going to hit you with is telepath. Uh, telepath. We need Important one. for many reasons. Uh, telepath such a broad spectrum of what their power can do. Yep. Uh, be it communicating with the rest of the team, keeping everyone linked up. Illusion. Illusion. Kind of like stealth yeah. missions. Neutralizing yep. foes. Incredibly gathering, important. Gathering intel. You can't, you need a telepath. Absolutely. The Omega level top-notch telepaths canonically are Jeff from accounting. Yep. Fuck him. Yep. You've got your Emma Frost. You've got kind of your holy trinity. Your three top-level telepaths. Amen. Emma Frost, Jean Grey, in no order. Emma Frost, Jean Grey, Charles Xavier. Yep. Those are your top-notch, omega-level, toe-to-toe, best telepaths ever. Now, I'll tell you right now, for the sake of expediency in the discussion. Yeah. Xavier. I love Xavier. Symbol, right? Take him out. But he's a symbol. Yep. I don't think he's on the team. Agreed, agreed. I think he's, he, we are Xavier's. We build the team. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so I think it comes down to, I think you really come down to Jean Grey versus Emma Frost. Now, let me tell you this, because that's, you know a, where I much, fall on that that's a much smaller list, and I think that... Who else do you put on that list? No, nobody else. Yeah, nobody no else. else. But my my argument for who we go with is going to be dependent upon, I think, who the leader is. Interesting. I think if we're talking about... Because in my mind, we really have two strong candidates for a leader, one... And if we yeah. pick Cyclops for leadership, I want Emma Frost as my telepath. Yeah. Because I love that relationship. Yeah. I love that that give and take. Yeah, Emma Frost is great. You're right. But if we have Magneto as leader, which I Magneto's like my second yeah. favorite X-Men. I, so I love Magneto. Emma Frost gets picked. You're right, yeah. No. I totally agree. I would say She's great. She's great. great. I agree. Because I think Magneto, which we saw a little bit in IVX, I think Magneto and Emma are both so similar Psychotic. exactly which is why uh, they're great <laughs> that they just they have a hard okay. time coexisting so let's let's we, we've got our shortlist there we've got Jean Grey and we've got Emma Frost yeah alright and what? like I tell you right now I'm leaning towards Emma Frost yeah I'm obviously leaning towards Emma Frost <laughs> but we'll get back to that what else do we need on <laughs> What else do we need on the team? We've got your telepath, you got your leader, you got your brawler. Let me say, I want to say a tentative team right now that I'm leaning yep. towards. Make your edits. Yep. But leader, Scott. Okay. Telepath, Emma Frost. Yep. Brawler, Wolverine. Wolverine. Okay. I'm yep. good so far. Yep. I like all that. Now, it's interesting because so far, the next two, I'm thinking, 
because uh, you made strong points last time with your argument for a moral compass. Yeah. And I think that I see the merit behind it. Yeah. And I think that it is necessary. You think that's necessary? You take a whole slot on the five-man team to fill a moral compass? Or you put someone who has morals into a different role to kind of fill something else. Well, you tell me. So what the next two the next yeah, two, two slots left. The next two slots I'm thinking and you tell me yeah. which one's which. Yep. Uh moral compass and scientist would be what I say. Scientist feels important to me. Now um, the reason to justify yeah, it the sure. reason is because the threats we face aren't always going to be a powerful mutant showing right, up, some sure, catastrophe showing absolutely. up. A lot of times it's going to be something that takes a lot of thought work to deal with, mm-hmm. something we saw in IVX where we had Beast working with the Inhumans to combat the threat of the cloud. You know, that's not something that, that we just muscle through. I think that there are going to be a lot of threats that our team will need to come to face that uh, we need someone who's got uh, like a scientific background to help us. Through. I I feel good about scientists more, not just science, but like kind of your 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 thinker, your mm-hmm. your 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 guy who can your your guy who can think through problems, be it science, be it whatever. But your your tinkerer, someone who can deal with those situations. Yep. I feel good. I feel like you need that on the team, and I think if you're making your shortlist, you've got you've got Beast. Yep. You've got Forge. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think who else in the Mutant Universe can really fill that void. I mean, those are the two kind of heavy hitters. It's the same kind of thing. We had Emma Frost, right. we had Jean Grey. There, there, you know, are those others, are the two... there are others who dabble, but I don't think anyone reaches... Like, if you're building tiers, I don't think anyone reaches the heights that Forge... Of intellect. That, yeah. Unless... Forge's literal mutant power is to, like... Build incredible machines, basically. Yeah, like, you, you can't. Like, like, you can't match that. And it, like Beast is just like a, but that's so. I guess you break it down this way, right? Beast is able to build machines, not to the same degree, but also he's just like a pure scientist. Yeah. So if Forge has that kind of technological right. aspect, he can build anything. But can he do like genetics? Can, yeah. Can he do right. biochemics? Probably like, not. You know. So Beast, because in IVX, we see Beast working through the threat of the cloud. Right. And then once they determine what the threat is, they have Forge build a machine to combat it. Sure. But Beast is the one that figures out, like, what needs to happen. And and the other interesting point when you're talking about, like, versatility, when you get into, like, a combat situation, like, like, what's Forge doing? Beast, yeah. Beast brings the dual aspect. Beast brings the dual aspect of like you've got your. He's almost another brawler. He's got that animalistic kind of like scrapper mentality. Yes. Plus a scientist angle. Yes. He can do both. Forge is really just going to be your tech guy. He's not going to be up there scrapping. Right. He's kind of back lines. I mean, right. you could argue you could always like. I think he kind of runs around in a suit and he's always kind yeah. of like a. Almost, not to the same extent, but kind of like an Iron Man esque like inventor. Kind of, yeah. Like he, he certainly fights with like tools. Absolutely. Um So I I feel good about Beast. I've always leaned towards Beast. Yeah, for that I slot. feel good about Beast. Okay. Um, so, which brings us to our last category. Can we can we nail down what it needs to be? Scott. We've got Scott as the leader. Are we nailing this down? Because I know so far we've had a little debate. I feel I, good about Scott as lead. I feel good about Scott. Death in human. Scott was right. I feel Side good about Emma. I obviously. I feel good about Emma. I feel good about Wolverine. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I feel good about Beast. Yeah. So what are we talking for the final slot? When you look at what we have, you've got Scott, who's evolved and kind of a renegade. You've got Emma, who's just a fucking crazy bitch. Yep. You've got Wolverine, who he's got a bit of a moral streak to him, but he's not afraid to like go into the gray to like kill people. Yeah, right? absolutely. He's not afraid to use claws. Dirty. And you've got you've got Beast, who he's kind of also amoral. He's like logical, sure, not necessarily got- moral. You're right, right. He's not necessarily right. truly moral, but he is. Right. I would say so. He's not altruistic. He Absolutely. is logical. So it's um, tricky to say that we don't need some kind of moral compass. Right. Like I love me some magic. Yeah. She fucking sends people to hell all the time. So like <laughs> you can't. In my mind, like you can't possibly have a team that you want to be well rounded with Emma and Magic. Like you well, got, you got to pick one. But now I'd say that last time when we built this team, yeah. I think I made a strong case for Magneto as leader. So we had Emma, Magneto, Beast, Wolverine, Magic. Literally, like literally, we're sending everyone to hell. The same team will send everyone to hell. With well, now we have Scott at the head, who he's arguably, I mean, he's going to send people to hell. Yeah. But if they're in humans, he sent them to hell. <laughs> if they're not mutants, he sent them to hell. <laughs> Are you mutants? He might not send you to hell. <laughs> okay, okay. You know what I mean? Like, so Matt, so if we add unless we're going like golden age Cyclops, like Boy Scout Cyclops, if that's the one we're going with, then you. Magic's fine. No, I don't want Boy Scouts. I don't want him either. I want yeah. the fucking Maverick. So, like, we've got to... We can't do Magic. I mean, listen, I want to send people to hell. That's I the thing. Agree. I want my X-Men team to roll through and send people to hell. You, I, can't, you can't do it. Why not? You can't You do tell it. me for one uh, you second. can't... Ha- listen. I want to send people to Siberia. I can't possibly with have... a short detour through I, hell. I cannot... I can't fathom it. Emma Frost and Magic combined? Can, I can't fathom that. It can't be... It's not allowed. <laughs> it's not allowed. We need... We need. The only other point that I'll bring up before we kind of land on something, how do we do the fastball special? <sighs> I'm not a part of any X-Men team that can't do a fastball special. Let's go through who realistically can facilitate a fastball special because that's crucial. Colossus. Magneto. Magneto. Rogue can also facilitate the fastball special. What? Yeah, she's got super strength. But if she touches Wolverine, isn't he going to be like marginally dead while she's throwing him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, true. Colossus is kind of moral. I mean, he's pretty moral. I mean, he was okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who is to be first? <laughs> he was ready to fuck every inhuman, <laughs> and he did. <laughs> Just to slow him down, yeah. though. Yeah. He was like in. He beat the shit yeah. out of that one guy. Yeah, he's like, true, you true. ain't shit, bro. Yeah. Here's here's my team. The Cuckoos, Emma Frost. <laughs> 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 nah, I kid, I kid, I kid, I kid. And magic. And magic. I'll give you a moment to just ponder that. I'll I turn my back while you ponder I kid, that. I kid, I kid, I kid. Here's my team. From the top. Leader, tactician, Scott Summers. Okay. Brawler, scrapper, tank, Wolverine. Your telepath, right? Emma Frost. Your powerhouse, Emma Frost. Yes, yep. yep. Your scientist, your 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 like a tech dude, your 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 thinker beast. Yep. Your 
kind of moral compass, really there to facilitate the fastball special, Colossus. Yeah, this is what we were literally just right, right, but y'all need to get somewhere. Colossus hits up his sister on speed dial. Yo, Ileana. <laughs> I need you to come down here. I need you to power around with Emma Frost. <laughs> we gotta get you guys. We gotta get all y'all. We gotta get all you gotta come down here. You gotta teleport us to hell and back. We gotta get somewhere. Yeah, you're not, teleport us to the beach, yeah. Brink. You're not, you're, not you're, not you're not on the team. You're not on the team. You're not on the team, but just teleport us somewhere and get out of here. We got stuff to do. Thanks. I'm your bro. I love it. I think that you got connections. I think that's where it is. And I've always been a huge proponent of the fact that we don't need a move person because they, they already just take the blackbird everywhere. Yeah. So you're I don't really know what to call this realm. It's gonna say fastball special. <laughs> and put that as a Colossus. Do you feel good about that? I feel great about that. That. Something that just occurred to me. Oh, fuck. No, nothing that's going to change the team. But okay. something that just occurred to me about a perfect team. Yeah. Run down the team for me uh, in Joss Whedon's run from the Astonishing X Men. Joss Whedon's run is. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen at home, when he began that sentence, he paused because of his astonished oh, face. Shit. Yeah, he was, he we just built all, Joss Whedon's team. Other than Kitty Pride, but even then, she's shot off on a bullet. Yeah, fuck her. <laughs> Damn it. He's this so is. If this you haven't read that fucking run, that's what the <laughs> goddamn podcast is named after. Read Joss Whedon's astonishing X Men run. We named the podcast after it, and it's amazing. And we also that's uh, our team. That's our team. That's our team. Thank God, I love it. <laughs> that makes me happy. Okay. So, that brings us, because we have run well over time on our team crafting, uh, that brings us to next week one shots. Uh, We can only assume that Aria will be going for Ben Riley, Scarlet Spider, number one. He freaking loves that guy. Oh my god. Unreasonably so. I tell him how much Scarlet Spider sucks and how everyone hates him, and he's like, nah, I love him. I'm like... I love the outfit, yeah. man. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's his obvious pick of the next. I'm not even, like, trolling him. That's, like, legitimately what he would That's said. what we believe. Yeah, yeah. we were going to say uh, Shaolin Cowboy, who will stop the rain That came out two. this week. Uh, but, I don't uh, think it's yeah. a weekly comic. <laughs> I really don't think it's out weekly. Uh, but we were pretty confident he's going to be comfortable Scarlet saying Violet, Ben yeah. Riley Scarlet. Issue Violet. one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely could be uh, his, his next week one shot. My, uh, my pick is X-Men Blue, issue two. Mm-hmm. That has got a nice ring to it. Uh, I uh, I feel good about it. I liked issue one. I want to see how the return of Wolverine, aka the Ultimate Universe Wolverine, goes. Um, yeah, I too am really excited yeah. to see him kind of join yeah. the team. I was on the really? fence about pulling Blue sure. to begin until with until that last little part. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think I would care as much about the younger team. Yeah, um, really like how they're gelling though. I, yeah. I am excited to see more of that. The Jean Grey led squad. They have a really the, cool yeah. cohesion to yeah. them I, I, that I'm liking, and I really want to see kind of the the Wolverine inducted into it. Me too. Uh, and my pull uh, once again to the surprise of absolutely no one, infamous Iron Man. Mm. Uh, it's been strong all the way through. I love the art. I can never get enough of this comic. Uh, last week, not a whole lot happened. We had the, I'm sorry, not last week, last issue. 
we had the um, you know he's battling that one guy. He kind of sees that uh, Mako reactor kind of thing, and yeah. we don't really know what's going on. But we are going to get a little bit more. I think actually he's about to encounter the Avengers and have a, a run in with them and see about joining the team. So Sounds we'll okay. See where that goes. He's an all right dude. Uh, yeah, he is. I don't know. Maybe Tony Stark's gonna come back to life and take his suit back. Who the hell knows what's gonna happen yeah, in that comic? Uh, but that's it. That is it. Surprisingly, to the surprise of quite possibly everyone, which just means our one listener, um, we have we've made it all the way through, all the way through the podcast with just Lincoln and Andrew. We didn't have our moral compass here to, no, we to didn't. guide us. I or wish we to, did. Uh, or to hold back on the pouring of the drinks. We, we drank a lot. We're heavy handed. We were heavy handed. And we also did shots of tequila. That we did. Uh, many times. Yeah. Many times. So, uh, this is it. Listener, you handsome bastard. Thank you for joining us at our table for two while our bartender, moral compass, guiding light, and dare I say, drunken friend has been lost in the woods. Arya, if you're out there in the woods and you can hear us, why in God's name if you've escaped are you listening? Good night, and so long. At the end of the count of three, we'll do something. Maybe it'll be Superman related. Uh, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Three. Uh, maybe it will. Three. Two. One. The Man is that of is that a plane? Is okay. It's Arya. Miss you, Arya. Ha 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 this part. <laughs> And our more accurate note, the party is kicking off. Woo! <laughs> Death and humans. Magneto was right. Hail Hydra. Emma was right. Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra. <laughs>